wasted lots of gold and scatological what humor. Up? Not recording. What up? Try South Street. Try South Street, Jameson. Loose uh, oh, is that why you go by loose? You should be loose sus. Loose sus, like because like I'm sus. sussy, yeah. Yeah, I think you should be loose sus. No. If I die, I'd be very androgynous. Loose sus. Aww. So what's up, dude? How Nothing. Are you? It's been a, a bit a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. I'm doing alright. Cool. Has it really been a minute though? We saw each other last week. Did we or was it two weeks ago? Uh, I don't know. Wow. It was two weeks ago. It all blends together. Anyway, guys, this is Trash House Street, the sometimes music podcast where we kind of babble and go off on tangents. Yeah, that And happens. talk about poop poops and pee peeps. Yeah, it was definitely. But we saw each other on the 8th was the last time we saw each yeah, other. Yeah, so it is the 19th of August. Yep. This is, I'm going to call this our end of summer podcast. Yeah. And if I was a little quicker, we would have had a topic, but we don't. We'll have one for the next time. We kind of did it and I didn't. I... Was the thing that I told you that I had to deal with, yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of like to go sort of what we were talking about recently. Yeah, feel good hit of the summer is probably the the topic <laughs> for the next podcast. Yes, if not the actual feel good hit of the summer. Yeah, which. yeah. So what else is new? Um, for me, not much. I was on a vacation. Where did you go? Did Nowhere. Staycation. I, I, I did a staycation basically because I was, were there as the young people say, whores a, involved. No. There's, um, I was whoring myself out to, no, I guess the most exciting thing that happened, so I stayed home because I was having work done in my house, whoop-de-shit. Oh, I saw Oppenheimer, or Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer is what I like to say it. Um, we can talk about that later. I had actually forgotten. That's how long ago it feels like, even though it was two weeks ago. Yeah. No, the only exciting thing is, in the last two weeks, I made the twin discovery on the same day that my passport... Was expired, and by expired, actually expired, which, in the end, it kind of, it's more, it's a bit more of a pain in the ass, but it's mainly like a longer delay to get it renewed. No big deal. But then, at the same day, I got notified that my PayPal account was permanently Uh, suspended. It is no longer permanently suspended. You could put quotes on that. Mm. And I believe it was permanently limited, because it's this weird thing where you get an issue... Initial notification, they play lock your account, and you have to provide some information to them. And then within like a couple of days, you hear back. And they were like, your account is permanently limited, blah, 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 blah. And they don't tell you why. They say you violated terms of service. If you call the call set, the, the number, the customer service number, mm-hmm. they will just pair it. Sorry, this is a permanent uh, ban, and it cannot be appealed for violating terms of service. You can't get an answer. So there is an email out there. You have to kind of hunt for it a little bit. I went on Reddit. Probably within a day of doing that, I got my account back. As near as I can figure, mm-hmm. the reason my account got banned was because I made a purchase from Revolver USA, which is a record distributor, not a gun company, because purchasing firearms is definitely against their TOS. Yep. The only reason I even cared, because I barely use PayPal anymore, I mean, I use it to, well, buy records and stuff. Yeah. It locks your account. You cannot delete your account. You cannot delete bank accounts off your account. So basically, that information is there. Yeah. So that's the only reason I really pursued it in the end. And here's what might happen in the future. Probably going to delete it, yeah. now that I've won the moral victory. You won. You won. 
And of course, there's that little concert that I'm sure we'll talk about soon. Yeah. But um, other than that, nothing much. How about you? Well, today I saw the most greatest thing in the whole world. Yeah. I went to the Oddities and Curiosities Expo. Yes. In Oaks. I wanted to go to that. I forgot about it. You should remind me. I didn't know if you were into it. Oh, I totally am. Well, come on. Oddity. It's... Um, I took Victor with me. Yeah. No, who did not like it. Victor? Victor was totally just terrified. Oh. He just... He did not like it. No, so I saw some bones. What kind of shit did they have? Um, I got a domestic... Domestic cat skull. That was excellent. Oh, I would love that, yeah. Um, they had a bunch of different skulls, like, everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Go raccoon. Like, I could have easily spent, like, a lot of money. Yeah. There. Um, they had, like, stuff in jars, like, brains. <gasps> <laughs> it's, it's done. It's already done. Yeah, I know. Tomorrow. It's only one day. It sucks. Um, I wish... It, it was huge. It was, like, in two... It was really, oh, really, really big. Oh. It wasn't just all that stuff. Like, there were some places that had candles. There, there was just some really cool shit. There's art, like t-shirts, stickers, prints, stuff like that. What else did I get? I got a little, it was like a little glass tube. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a beaker, a little bigger, bigger than a beaker. Yeah. Almost like a rain gauge that had a turtle skull in it. Oh, that's along awesome. With some other stuff. It was just so cool. They had like some movie props that I was like, Victor, don't look over there. Oh, uh, why? What was it? Because it was like guts and shit. Oh. Uh, they had like old posters. I was so, and then I bought. Oh, I almost bought an arsenic, old arsenic. Bottle yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. With, it was like forty five bucks, but I was like, that's oh, a little, mm. little hefty. If it was thirty, I would have spent forty five in a second. <laughs> I got a glass syringe from like, I don't, I don't even know when. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool though. And then they had a surgical. System. A whole surgical kit. Oh. It was like three grand. That was like... That's why I had a picture of them. Oh, about. nice. This is so cool. Then they had like creepy dolls. Yeah. Um, they had people just like making stuff. They had like a taxidermy street class going on. Oh, wow. That you had to pay extra or whatever. There was some museum you could go through. I didn't pay that. Mm-hmm. It was only 15 bucks to get in. Yeah. They had straight like taxidermy. So they had like people carrying like dead raccoons. Yeah. And Victor was like losing. Was it packed out? Oh, it was packed. So that's the one thing I was packed. like, right. You would have to go early. Like, if I would go again next year, I would definitely go at 10. Yeah. Because it was just so many. I had a perk almost by BJ's. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was not happy? No, he saw, like, a picture with boobs on it. He was like, oh, kids might see that. And he was just, like, freaking out. He's mom, I don't want to see that. They made, like, crocodile heads. Yeah. It was just so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, let's see how tonight goes. <laughs> Well, that sounds cool. It was. It was really mm. cool. I was hoping to find more, like, old-timey... And they might have had it, because it's so much stuff, and, like, Victor's, you know, not having fun. Yeah. But I was just looking for, like, old-timey bottle. Like, if I would have found, like, a laudanum, oh, my God. Yeah. I would have mm. lost my shit. Yeah. Or, like, if I would have found, like, morphine or cocaine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have spent that 45 yeah. Like, the arsenic, I was like, eh, arsenic's arsenic. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Mm. That's about it. It was, it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, went to the shore... And it was fun. Yeah, it was a rumor around town. That I went to the shore. Yeah. yeah. You I, see crystal shit? I, yeah, I did. They... It's a joke that never gets old <laughs> from this part of the country. Dead Milkman. I don't know if I talked about that on the last podcast. What, the Dead Milkman? No, if I went to the shore. You're always going to the shore, yeah, though. that's true. But I went into the. I went and took a boat ride on the ocean, though. Oh, so you didn't do that. Yeah. So we tried to do something different. We took the Screamer, which is on the bay side, and takes you... All down, like, Ocean City Island, yeah. more or less, and back. And then it does these two crazy tricks and gets you all wet and stuff. But it was oh, it was fun. Mm. We saw dolphins jumping and stuff. Oh. It was it was really cool. 
And you, yeah, I've had it. You know how I feel about dolphins. Yeah. And then I had a meltdown. Oh, that's a I shock. I had a meltdown. You know how Victor can get, like, he knows everything, and you know we go back and forth, and yeah. we know our dynamic. My sister buys him a ice cream. So you told the story already. Did I tell it on here? Yeah, last podcast. Oh, sorry. Never mind. But, yeah, sorry, but, you know, so there's anyway, always... So anyway, from that story, there's another story. Okay, tell that story. talking to my mom on FaceTime, and yeah. she's like, um, you have an anger problem, you should go on Lexapro, <laughs> because you really have an anger problem. Oh. And I was like... Oh, you just suck a dick, motherfucker! No, I didn't say that. I was like, no. Like, every, yeah. like maybe coping skills. Like, Ooh. why does a pill take everything away? Um, and Victor had art school um, yeah. this week. And that was fun. Um, my friend Jackie that I used to work with, um, her daughter's the same age. And yeah. she she took the classes class with them as well. <laughs> and she liked it. We went out to lunch yesterday. It was a good time. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. That's been about it. Yeah, awesome. Gearing up for Victor to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Probably by the time this podcast is done. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be over two So in, in 50 days, minutes, whatever. he's back to school. <laughs> Saturday evenings. Well, That's about it. Yeah. I guess you want to go into some music? You yeah, wanna, let's talk about some music. You want to uh, go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. My, and I have a surprise one. Oh, surprise. Sort of, I forgot to tell you to remember. But it would be, be an issue. That's fine. So, uh, year of October. Yes. Keep on fighting. Mm-hmm. Came out May 5th of 2023. I believe this is their fourth release. Okay. I became aware of year of October because they liked a post of mine. Did you review these guys before? No, I don't think okay, so. They sounded familiar. The name. They, they're a bit reminiscent of a Pleasure Venom. Now, year of October gets their name. Mm-hmm. From the month of October. No. I assume. About the year of October, though. The year of October? Yeah. Sure. No, I don't know. Actually, I, I tried to find some stuff. I couldn't find a lot on... I couldn't really find much. Mm-hmm. Uh, year, year of October is a three-piece out of Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. It is uh, Felicia Sullivan on vocals, Josh Sullivan, guitars and bass, and James Varner on drums. Okay. I do not know if Felicia and Josh are... Husband and wife, brother and sister. What if they're both? Some, I would say, yeah, like the White Stripes. <laughs> Maybe. Or neither. And, like, I think the general theme of this album is sort of about freeing yourself of social limitation. Okay. Almost to the point where... I entertained the thought for a second this was a concept album. I don't I don't think it is. I kind of thought that listening as well. I was listening while I worked out. Yeah. And before you start, I was just... Like struck that it was a female vocalist. Yeah, and I was like, oh. I mean, this this album has a very. It's like all them witches with a female vocalist. Yeah, I mean, which makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's a very walking dude coming out of the high desert kind of yeah. feel to fight Mother Abigail. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, like these songs almost sound. Sometimes they sound like like preaching almost. I can see that in the very literal sense. Now this is kind of like a bluesy psych metal band. Yeah. Um, more bluesy than I expected. Yeah, a lot more bluesy, which is sort of like, I think their primary influence, like, I hear a lot of, in a lot of these songs, Black Sabbath, especially yeah, yeah. early Black Sabbath, which is very bluesy, because if you, for those kids who don't know, Black Sabbath, like, before they were Black Sabbath, they were a blues band, mm-hmm. and then they decided to become, well, there was no, there wasn't such thing as a metal, metal band yeah. at that point, but they became this band... And, you know, as the story goes, because Tony Iommi had, like, cut off his finger and put it back on, 
he had to tune his guitar low because it hurt him otherwise. And heavy metal was born. Hmm. To go off of this change a little more, like especially if you listen to like first album, is not really reminiscent of what we would think of as metal today. What are you talking about, Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath, okay. which that album is amazing. It's okay. one of my favorite albums. I haven't listened to it in a long ass time. I yeah. saw Black Sabbath. Yeah? Did, in 99. I saw the movie Black Sabbath. Did you? I don't remember shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a black and white movie, but yeah. How is it? Was it Ozzy back? With, yes. Yeah? It was the second Ozfest. Uh, so, like, they just got back together. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was like, I'm Ozzy Osbourne. At the time, I was like, oh, God, they're so old. And yeah. I'm like, God, I can it's only imagine to come. Yeah. Well, he stopped performing because yeah. he's like... Has Parkinson's. And, and he's super old. Yeah. Anyway, we're not reviewing Black Sabbath. Yeah. We're reviewing Year of October. Keep on fighting. And it opens with Paid in Black Spades, which is, like, to, to go back to the other theme, very early Sabbathy feel. Felicia has this, like, cruel swagger in her voice that kind of draws you in. Kind of makes you, like, like this song in particular, but this whole album, when you listen to her sing, makes you almost feel like you're, you just got a little too fucked up and things are starting to tilt in the other way. Yeah, like the, it's just starting to hit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's her, how her voice is like that because it's like a little deeper, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's I like her like whole vocal right, yeah. Yeah, range. Oeuvre. Yeah. The Hounds has this start to like really frantic drumming and this urgent guitar interspersed with this heavy, crushing chorus. It's about being hunted like an animal, either or being a hunted animal, either literally or physically. Or the metaphorically, the hound, I mean, so like the hounds are chasing you, yeah. the, the hunters are taking their shots, and maybe because there's a a fox on the cover of this album, you know, Samantha Fox, Samantha Fox on this album. I assume that it's literally about a fox, Samantha Fox being hunted, mm-hmm. and of course, a fox combines the best parts of a cat and a dog. That is true, and the worst parts of <laughs> Samantha Fox. I don't know. I don't. I was only aware of, like, Samantha Fox in retro, like, after the fact, as, like, kind of a joke. The joke of people being attracted to Samantha Fox, even though I'm aware she was a sex symbol. So what was Samantha Fox's thing? Was it... Two of Hearts, was it Samantha Fox? I think she did something, but I just don't know. It doesn't matter. This this is not a Black Sabbath podcast. (laughs) This is not a Samantha Fox podcast. Although you can look it up if you'd like, Jamie. I will. Who's going to bother us? Keep on fighting the titular title track. Uh, very bluesy metal. Odiscordia is the first song that has kind of a lighter guitar feel to it, mm-hmm. but it shifts into a really grindy, grindier, pleading sound at the end. Left with nothing might be one of my like one of the songs I really like. I, I like this album a lot. One of my favorite songs um, because it has like this this southern rock feel. It's like their southern rock power ballad. I can see some southern roots with that. But I mean, where are they from? Oh, Nashville. Nashville, yeah. Thistle. Starts out a bit ominous and sort of entices you to listen further. And this song kind of lashes you in with the staccato chord progression before you start riding the range, for lack of a better word. What? <laughs> I'm going down the rabbit hole, Samantha Fox. Bringing Me Down is slower and more deliberate. It turns into this awesome, like, meat grinder of, like, guitar grind, like, guitar sound at the end. Okay. So I can describe it. And it's about the pearls of being judgmental and having it come back in yourself. Or possibly being racist. Thematically, there's a Slater Kinney song off that last album called "Favorite Neighbor." That's basically about the same thing. It's about being judgmental and then come, it coming to bite your ass. I always think of Louis C.K. Yes, I can see that. Um, especially at the that era, and then finally end with "How Death Came to the City," 
which is probably my favorite song of the album. It is a he has this real doom metal intro. Mm-hmm. And it's very witchy. Witchy. So overall, I really like it. I thought it was good. I I, I yeah. I, I like think it. if you don't buy into Felicia's like vocal stylings, you're not gonna dig this album. Um, I do dig her vocal stylings or her particular the way she sings. Mm-hmm. So I recommend it. So what are we gonna five stars out of five? Um, it's so I think Two of Hearts was actually Susie Q, uh, but now I think it's like Touch Me. I'm gonna look. Ooh, let's let's right. listen to this. And then uh, apparently she's married to a woman. So oh. Samantha Fox. Touch me. Get 50% off all Domino's online pizza Whoa. Domino's. Fucking conformity is the ultimate rebellion. I could have just went on Spotify. No. Okay, let's hear this. Look at... So she was a model. Uh-huh. Alright. We're watching a video and... Yeah, it is like the distillation of the 80s. Okay, with the yeah, all right. I remember this song. I don't know if you do. Kinda. All right, kill it. Yeah. And what? What's the name of that song? Touch me, I want your body. Touch me, I want. Ooh, Jamie. I'm a married man. <laughs> no, you're not. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a married woman. So now I'm gonna have to like go down the, the hole. Yeah. Next time, Samantha Fox. Fox. So what do you have, Jamie? I have. I'll say I know what you have. I hope you know what I have. The hives. Ew. I had too much penicillin. The death. That should be Wait, the name. Are of you the allergic album. to penicillin? Yeah. That's right. All right. I forgot about that. Since Victor. Oh. Well, I guess I had to return his birthday present. <laughs> it was just a bad of penicillin. Yeah, and bees. <laughs> the Hives, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. This came out August 11th, 2023. They are a five piece out of Vigesta, Sweden. Mm. And apparently they've been together since 1993. Ah. How many albums do you think this, the Hives have? Five. Close. Six. Oh. Their last album was actually in 2012, Lex Hives. Which I think I saw that. And apparently, Josh, to go back to you know our, our main theme of Queens, apparently Josh Homme did a lot of the, produced a lot of the bonus tracks oh. on that album. Mm. So the Hives, garage rock, been around forever, mm-hmm. fun and. What did you think of this record? I really liked it. It was amazing. It was yes. so much fun. I didn't realize mm-hmm. I missed the hives, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. Also, didn't realize, oh, wow, there's a long time between albums. Yeah, that's a really good, like, and to come out with an album like this, I'm pretty uh-huh. amazed. Because I think the Vendi Vidi, that was like 2002. Uh, that's how long ago that mm. was. So, the first song on the album is Bogus Operandi, which is a good old garage rock, done the highest way, catchy and fun. And this was the first single released off the album. And it's fun. Like, yeah. once you hear this, you're like, hives, yay. Trapdoor Solution, love it. One minute of, like, fast fun, garage rock, love it. There, there's not much uh-huh. I can say about a lot of these songs. Yeah. Countdown to Shutdown. I really think it has, like, fun, great little riffs going through. Love his vocal delivery, good times. My favorite, favorite song off it is Rigus Mortar, Mortis Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, slower, makes you want to dance, catchy as fuck. I love it. I just think it's yeah. just so much. Crash into the weekend, slower, more rock and roll, just fun. Um, I just try to like, there was something sound a little different. I would, yeah. uh, two kinds of trouble. Almost has a white strikes feel about it. The mm-hmm. way the guitars uh, work off each other. Well, the guitar. Yeah. 
The way the story goes is a little different. There's more like oohs and ahs, more fuzzy lo-fi mm -hmm. uh, sound to it. What Did I Ever Do to You? It starts with this like Casio keyboard drum beat. Has this cool like surfy lo-fi lo guitar line like goes through it. I like. Uh, it like has this whole build up and it's very like mm -hmm. orchestral towards the end. Like, yeah. I just think the song is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. and I think that's where it, I guess it's the last song on it. So, my 30 second review. Yeah. <laughs> the highs are back after 12 years and it's fucking great. I love, love, love this album. Um, I would probably say it might be my second favorite after the Vendi Vici Wiener Witzel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> album. Um, but that's my favorite Hives album. I, I just thought it was so much fun. I've been listening to it nonstop. It's just great to just have on and you just kind of like find yourself bobbing to it. There's nothing groundbreaking about it. The Hives just do garage rock really well. They in do. In my opinion. And as I said... It's Veni Vide Vicious. <laughs> oh. But do yeah, we... definitely check it out. If you like garage rock or you're not familiar with the Hives, mm -hmm. this, I would like... If no one has... If you never heard of the Hives, I'd be like, you can go right in in this album and, and know what the Hives are about. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, really good. I, I was very surprised. Yep. I was also surprised recently. Why? Because I got saw the little email notification from Bandcamp that No Bro, mm. we've talked about several times, had a, they said album release, but it was a song. Mm -hmm. The song was called Let's Do Drugs. Yes. It came out April 11th, or August 11th, and based on the cover alone, I would declare the song of the year, which is... The kitty cat. A kitty cat looking at another kitty cat, and the first kitty cat says to the second kitty cat, let's do drugs. <laughs> and it was great. And so is this song. It is great. And it is a song about doing drugs. Doing drugs. <laughs> End of story. Doing drugs like how you see it. I guess to some extent it's about getting older and sort of yeah. living in the past, but it's literally about doing <laughs> drugs. Yeah. And yeah, it's catchy. And, the, the thing, and like... A lot of times songs like these have like, oh, and I'm too old for this shit now. No. It, it doesn't. It's not like that. It's just, let's do drugs. There's a line about vomiting on the steps of the high school at yeah. the prom. and But mainly it's about, let's do, like, just doing drugs and like... And it gets more and more paranoid, I would say, as it goes Yeah, because they're doing though. too many drugs. Yes. But yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. I, felt, I felt guilty reviewing this song being in my line of work. Yeah, but, but so, I mean, that's all I could say about it. It's great. Yeah. It's a fun song. Just like drugs themselves, it's fun. You know No Broke is under the the Queer Core label? No, I did not. Yeah, that's what came up. Mm. It's like interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did you have any other music or is that it? No, that's about it. Alright, so I'm gonna get another beer, you uh Alright. You you didn't tell me about this one anyway. Yeah. Well no, I want you to be here to hear about it. Okay, well I need you here. You need me to hold your hand. Yep. I wanna hold your hand. Would you, Jamie, if Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney were to tour? Would I go? Yeah. Maybe, depending mm. on how much tickets are. Why are they? No, fuck no. You know what um, else I was listening to a lot of before you go on? Yeah. Kesha. I like Kesha. Kesha. Um. Victor and I were listening to a lot of it. He was like, I really like Kesha. We were listening to like, TikTok and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, our new album's, I think, pretty. I haven't Which is like our post. Um, I want to say it's not Dr. John or. Oh, uh, with all that crap that happened. I, feel like I actually feel down. really bad yeah. for what happened. But I like early Kesha. Yeah, it's catchy. I hated it when it first was out, but I'm like, wow, this is. Mm -hmm. It's like, she's pretty good at what she does. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Kesha. Yeah. Kesha. Kesha. Ke 
It's Ke dollar sign, ha. Ke dollar sign. Ke dollar sign. Who Kesha appears in this indie movie that I like called The Ghost Story. It's actually really sad. Casey Affleck at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think it's Casey Affleck. He dies. And then he has a chance to pass on, but he's a ghost. The conceit of the movie is like the ghosts all wear bed sheets with eyes cut out. That's pretty funny. And he sees this ghost from the other house. Ghost, by the way, it's Kesha wearing a sheet. (laughs) Dear Kesha or Rihanna? I think it's Kesha. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain it's Kesha. And is she white or black? Which is, is a ghost. She's also a ghost. So they communicate by holding up signs. Like at one point, she holds up a sign that says, "I thought you were someone else." And he's like, he holds up a sign that says, "Who do you think it was?" And she just holds up, "Never mind." And it's really sad. <laughs> and then she like disappears. But anyway, Kesha. Kesha. Who I'm not going to argue. Song I'm going to talk about, Jamie. Yep. Richmond, the Richmond, north of Richmond. No, just kidding. I'm not going to talk about that horseshit song. Do you know the song I'm talking about? No. The Richmond, north of Richmond, Virginia. No, did you fart? It, no, I did not. Okay. I actually did not. Country song that like half the country is like, fuck yeah. And the other is like, fuck no. Uh, I don't know. But what I'm going to talk to you about is, we talk, in a previous podcast mentioned how Roger Waters is recording The Wall. Or yeah. recording Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. Uh, he released Money. And I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to know. Uh, the original version of Money is about four and a half minutes long. Yeah. The Roger Waters version is seven and a half. Okay. The Roger Waters version of Money sounds like one of those latter days Leonard Cohen songs. Like after he lost all his money because his manager stole it and he had to go on tour because he was broke. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's a lot of spoken word. It's slow. There's a lot of orchestral stuff. There is a very large middle section. In the original song, it would be the guitar solo goes. Okay. That's like this weird spoken word thing about a fighter, but it might so be So it kind of just ruins it. I don't know. So this is what it's I It's different. So it's super different. And I think the I just can't get my head around it because it's Dark Side of the Moon is, yeah, especially money, <laughs> is so ingrained in culture. Like, every time you hear it, all I hear is... Yeah, so that's still sort of there. It's like... Money. It's gas. That's like... That's a good imitation. I want to get a stack of my cash. Money. And etc. I didn't realize there's a line about buying a football team in that song. Is there? Apparently. Well, I just know maybe I should get a Learjet. You should. Which... It's funny now that I think of it because it's a song. It's about a song about how money's evil, basically. But, you know, that like the lines like, maybe I should buy a leader is because they're so filthy fucking rich at that point yeah. that uh, they could do shit like that. So that's it. I want to bring that up. Okay. And then I've seen a lot of things. Yeah, have you? I have. Um, I got my, uh, the 12 disc King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard uh-huh. Red Rocks Live. You can only listen to so much of that shit in a time period before it starts doing things to your mind. <laughs> and that's what I discovered. I could totally see that. So I had, to, I had to stop. Were you like in your underwear, like with gardening? <laughs> yeah, it was. Your face. No, you could just feel it. Like you, it's, it's like you feel like yourself starting to go crazy. Um, You're like, I wonder what the taste of gunmetal is like. No. Last weekend, last Saturday... If I could breathe the water. Um, I, like a snitty? <laughs> yes. 
or um, last Saturday I was at home not listening to King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, mm-hmm. and I briefly was like, maybe I have COVID because what I was eating didn't taste right, and it was because an hour before. I had eaten an edible, and I was so fucking stoned. Well, no wonder. But I was like, oh, that's what it is. But it was kind of funny. No wonder. We can talk about what I've seen and what you've seen, but I think what we really want to talk about is a little show we went to. August 8th at The Man. We saw Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. We missed the first first band, whoever... It was like The Armed. Yeah. It was, yeah. Fanagram, was it Fanagram? Fanagram, so it was like... And they were good. So yeah, it was Queens of the Stone Age with these special guests, Fantagram. Yeah. Which... I was hoping it was Viagra Boys, but it wasn't. Because at various points in the story, it's been Viagra Boys, who I was really hoping for. Yeah. Or Jenny Beth, who I like. But I like Fantagram. Yeah, they were good. I'd never listened to them before, but they put on a decent... You'd never heard form. Blackout Days before? No. Oh, really? Wow. I, I feel like that song was like everywhere. That's the only reason I said... No, I know. Well, anyway, yeah, Fanagram... If you know if you know a song by them, it's Blackout Days. Is it about being blacked out? And well, wasn't it wasn't a Fantagramina the woman the <laughs> swilling wine? Yeah, I think she had like a a problem back. I then. watched um, <laughs> Tangent. So whatever reason, like I I was going through like my old backlog of like YouTube shit I had. Yeah. And it was like a tiny desk concert for Blackwater Holy Light. Yeah. And they only play two songs. Mm-hmm. One of them's Every Corner, which is like that seven minute song that has like the cowboy section and all that shit yeah and while they're changing instruments and retuning for the that song you just go over to one of the members and someone like one of the roadies holding up a bottle of whiskey to her mouth so she can swill it and you just they turn around i mean it's like interesting and you try to see one of the other girls just like like trying to like stuff full of fucking laugh but anyway that's sort of what like fanagram because i always think it's weird you just drinking a bottle of wine on stage yeah yeah. Unless you're Jim Morrison. Yeah, she was like raw dogging it. She wasn't even being fancy. Yeah, just, and then she made like I, a I, You know what? I, it made me like her for doing that. Yeah. Because it's pretty cool. She's more like a fanta-grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw the most amazing show. Yes. Probably in my top Well, three. in a way, I said we saw two most amazing shows because <laughs> the couple in front of us. Oh, my God. But even before that, let's back up. So we're waiting for Queens to come on. And there's this guy... I actually forgot it. I have written that out no, of my memory. There's this... We'll call him... Like, he seemed like Aryan Wet Dream almost. In a dead milkman shirt. Just kind of looking creepy. Oh, waiting for a friend or something. This guy might have been... Like, he actually did say something to someone near him that he's just waiting for a friend. Yeah. But does this guy... He had this real weird energy. Yeah, it was like real... Like, rape vibes. Like, like I'm gonna roofie yeah. your drink. And maybe, like, his aura affected the couple in front of us because they were... <sighs> the couple in front of us could not... Could not take any more pictures of each other, and it was it was like constant. I don't even. And then what were they making out? So they were. So yeah. So now Queens of the Stone Age. I told you. I they kind of not the most. I don't. I don't think of them as an erotic. It's not like listening to fucking Marvin Gaye or or listening to to Girls Night by (laughs) Skating Dolly. Like I could see if it was Make It With You, and it wasn't. It wasn't Make It With You. Yeah, which even I don't. But. All throughout the concert, this couple was in front of us. Yeah, they were taking selfies every five minutes. And they were, like, too old for it. They were older. I would say the girl was probably in her 30s. The dude had to be, like, early 40s. Yeah. Maybe even 50s. Yeah. Gave me hope. 
<laughs> no. Um, but they were so annoying. So they were really annoying. They kept like a million selfies. At one point, they were like angling to take a selfie. And I started giving the finger. Because they had me in the background. My my arms crossed and just, <laughs> just looking so pissed off. So they, they wisely thought to redo it. But I mean, it was like angry. Yeah, Jamie gave him the finger. The guy had like a a ponytail. There's like a there's like a poodle ponytail. Oh, like, wasn't she like pulling his hair back? And she was pulling oh, his hair back and stuff, so and then gross. they they tongue wrestle. Yeah, it, they were just like it was gross. There's gross buckets. Like like go. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like I don't know. It's not yeah. If it's like Prince, I could understand. Like I could see like making out to a song, but maybe a move someplace else. Like I just don't understand. Like what's all like. I don't do one song, you know, you kind of like, oh, you kiss and like, you're like, oh shit, I got to go with this or this might not happen. And then like, you might make out to the song and be like, hey, let's go off to the side or something. Or whatever. Let me finger blast you while we're waiting for Holly Go Lightly to play. (laughs) Never gets old. I, you know, we had disagreement. I wondered if they were on ecstasy or something because they were so. I don't know. They were just, I think they're just annoying. And the biggest thing, again, is, and we're not ageist here on this podcast, too fucking old for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was an old crowd. It was an old crowd. It was actually crowd. a very, It's very a very crowd. eclectic, cool crowd. A lot of, like, punk rock kids, a lot of gothy-type kids. Mm-hmm. And they're not kids. I'm saying, like, 30 to 50-year-olds. Yeah. And... Um, just some old stoner rock. I saw like some Kaya shirts and like yeah, always that person that wears a concert shirt from the concert. Yeah. I never get that. Um, mm-hmm. We ran into my buddy Paul works at yeah. Wawa, so that was cool. Um, There's a, a bunch of people there, and but it had to be one of the most amazing. Shows yeah. So ever. now, now Queens of the Stone Age are guy who looks like a Fred Armisen character, <laughs> Dax Shepard, '80s porno guy, <laughs> and the lead singer. Ginger Elvis. <laughs> it was the second time I saw them. Yeah. I saw them um, a day before I knew I was pregnant with Victor. I saw them in Nashville. Yeah. And to me, it was, like we weren't sitting that close, but it was very like trippy. It yeah. was a much different vibe, but it was really cool. It was now, really chill. Now, something that really helped the whole environment, like the whole thing was early August. And it's beautiful. It was like a fucking beautiful night. Josh Homme actually commented, like, commented that it was a beautiful night. Yeah. But it was amazing. He more or less incites a riot. He's just like, fuck Well, let's, let's go work through it a little before. <laughs> so, he's very conversational, and you really do feel like it's a hang. Takes requests. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, wondering if he really takes requests or not. I looked through, like, some other does. sets. Legitimately take takes, like, requests. So, for us, Misfit Love. Mm-hmm. Better Living Through Chemistry was a request, yeah, although it apparently it was on the actual set list. They premiered straight jacket fitting. So you always love like when you see first time on tour. Yeah. Of course we're a pretty early date in Philly. Yeah. So it's not it's not like he seems to change it up. I like how he just opens with no one knows, to be honest. Yeah, opens with no one knows. I mean, it's great, like you think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. He's very much like what do you say, like, we've come a long way to bring you joy and pleasure. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's charming. I don't know about the whole Brody thing anymore, but like... And what I, sounds like? Um, I was talking to a co-worker about this, because she was saying how like how Brody came out on Instagram with all this stuff, because yeah. I was like, yeah, it was like right before I saw the concert, and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, like I, I, it's just whole weird, I feel like I'm like mom and dad are fighting, and I don't know who, yeah. like what exactly went on, I'm sure both parties are a lot at fault, but you know, it was just a little weird. I watched a very interesting, like... Like, a couple interesting interviews with him, because I did go on a Queens and Josh mm-hmm. Hick 
uh, kick. Um, among them, I watched all four of his Nardwar interviews. We talked about you don't know Nardwar is. Yeah. Nardwar. You're going to watch it. There's a Nardwar you should watch. It's when he interviews Lydia Lunch oh. and Exine. And it is so uncomfortable. Clearly, she doesn't want it. And she... She's trying to like she every every answer she kind of looks at the camera and Lydia Lunch or? yeah Lydia Lunch she's like I dropped a fucking bomb on you and the series is over, but Narbar does not break character and is not phased by a question. She eventually gets pissed off and leaves. He does ask her the question midway through. He's like Lydia Lydia Lunch, do you still want to commit suicide? <laughs> They're interviewing him. He's getting interviewed among other things um, in Times New Roman. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer does comment how a lot of people could perceive this as a large, like, diss album against Brody. Yeah. And they had to call her by name. And he does say, like, for he's like, I would never badmouth the mother of my children. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, did. I told you about that, too. I, I oh, yeah. read that. So he's, like, pretty good. And he also, like, whatever. Um, but we're getting off the track. So, so amazing show. The most amazing part, the highlight was, so we're doing Make It With You. Yes. Middle of the song... So, inciting a riot, which is when we were both kind of like, eh. Yeah. So, he invites people to basically, not rush the stage, but come on. He up. does. No, he totally incites. He doesn't he's say like, rush the stage. Come on, though. security people. Just let them through. Just let them. Come on. So, first he's like, everyone come up and be cool. And we were in a position because we were in a good section. Yeah. But we were right at the back section. So, it would basically be where people would start pulling in. Yeah. And people as he's saying this. In. Well, no, did you see when the security guard was actively them. blocking a woman multiple times? And finally, like, Josh Homme's like, you know, be cool. And he does do it, like, a classy talk about, like, how he met the security guards. He met, and they were, like, the coolest people ever. And eventually they give up, and it's just people come. But, yeah, it was intense. Swarming, just come down. Um, and I related the story that one of the times I saw Nick Cave there, he does something similar, only he's a bit more antagonistic to the security and they call them a bunch of dumb fucking cunts charming but yeah he just so he brings everyone up and it's like me and you were like i hope something doesn't happen because it was i mean it was it was a lot like a lot of people and i don't blame it it was it straight reminded me of being at like a punk hardcore show to be honest um Um, especially after that i was like josh i mean just kind of incited a riot like and it was funny because the the security guard who was near us was was also like like, whatever like well no eventually but he was like kind of calling people out for doing stuff like dancing in the aisles and shit before so he's a bit more of a stickler and i think even like looking around security guards in other sections broke before this guy did yeah. So, hey, make it with you. Midway through, Josh just goes, is that fucking Santa Claus? <laughs> Dressed as Santa Claus, or possibly the actual Santa Claus, yeah. is invited on stage. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. Uh, Jamie's son, what do you say, like, that's crazy. It's it's August or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is Santa doing? I'm like, wait, well, he has his off season. Yeah. <laughs> he the knows. Kids. He knows. That yeah. He pretty much knows. Santa's gonna... Yeah. Pro- I think he just doesn't want to say anything because he did a free time. Santa could have protected him from the skeleton monsters tonight. <laughs> um, but it's really cool. So he brings up Santa. You know, he's conversational. And he, yeah, don't go anywhere. I, know, I want to talk to you about that bike I was supposed to get when I was six. <laughs> yeah. But it was like fucking... It was amazing. Every song was they like sounded a banger. great. Like, it sounded was great. so audience inclusive. Like, you really felt yeah. part of something that night. It was just... Really, really cool. They sounded amazing. It, it was just really cool. So initially I was kind of surprised that it was heavier on, like, clockwork. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't that many albums ago, just yeah. a lot of time. I've been listening to like Light Clockwork on nonstop. I've been listening to the In Times New Roman like Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. actually a really good album. It's all good. <laughs> Such good shit. So it was delight. Going in, there was like an Uber driver who was just disregarding all traffic before us. You almost got in an accident. Uh, I mean, I screwed it up too. That's about it. It was uh, a And then I got home and had to go to work like three hours later because I didn't get to sleep. I didn't have to work because it was pretty sweet. Oh, I did. Driving home within a mile of my house. I was going a certain speed because car frame was going a certain speed. Guy behind me was like beeping and sort of like wanted to go really fast. Eventually goes to swerve and almost hits the car coming the other way and oh has to God. swerve back real quick. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, yay, thank God um, I'm like a block from my house. <laughs> yay. I hope it would be sorry if, like, if I, I die. Yes. Um, what else was I going to say? I watched a documentary on Johnny Football. Do you remember Johnny Football? It sounds familiar. Johnny Manziel. That oh, was... you know what? I saw that. I didn't watch it, but yeah, um, it's on Netflix, right? So I've always had a crush on Johnny Football. Yeah. He's like such kind of, just like mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Anyway, the, the doc, it's on Netflix. It's like mm-hmm. an hour and 10 minutes. He more or less like confesses to everything. He was selling autographs. He oh. was making like hand over fist money yeah. on these autographs. Well, to be honest, he got used in mm-hmm. my opinion. So like high school, high school, college, like NCAA, they make no money off yeah. whatever. And they, like, you knew, people knew he was a household name and made zero dollars mm-hmm. off that. And they were using him. So he's like, fuck this. I'm going to, like, sign stuff. And he was making so much money. Talked about how, like, he was only 19. Oh, wow. Like, he was really young. Because he was a freshman when he won the Heisman. And then he played one more year and then, like, the Like, he was, he was, like, hanging out with, like, mm-hmm. Drake and, like, all these just superstars. Like, imagine being 19. Yeah. Like, like doing it all and uh-huh. then he got drafted by the Browns and he just said he was just so unhappy like wanted to kill himself like yeah. he just like just didn't have it in him anymore You're people either watch it and be like I hate this piece of shit or they'll just be like it's Johnny Football oh. like how I was like mm-hmm. it's Johnny Football um, and dude was like drinking a beer well ah. still like, like he has active drug problems um. and drinking problems but uh, it was it was interesting but other people have gotten the Heisman taken away from them because of similar stuff, and they have not uh, taken the Heisman away from him. Uh, so, like Reg- Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Johnny Football. Johnny Football. I watched a, a short TED Talk mm-hmm. entitled Guar and Regional Identity in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. It was by Dr. Michael Bishop, who has a PhD in music from University of Virginia. A little more noteworthy in that he is... Beef kick, he was previously Beefcake the Mighty in Guar, and he is now Blothar, who is the new lead singer. Oh, okay. And I'm going to go too into it. It's very interesting because he basically talks about how Richmond in the 80s was this very run-down, economically depressed area, and the Richmond Dairy was this art space. Hey, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Richmond, so Virginia sort of is a, like a plethora of like really good music, in my opinion. And he goes about how the scene largely coalesced. Because this place called the Richmond Dairy was the only place all these art kids and music kids could go. There's like 18 bands that ultimately kind of evolved and went into Guar. And he sort of talks about that and how they're basically a representation of everything Richmond is. and Including like themes of slavery and all that. It's just very interesting. Interesting. If anything else, that this guy's like this PhD and he's like a learned academic. <laughs> who's also like, he's been with Guar since 84. See, I'd be interested just for the whole Richmond. Like, I've loved the Richmond scene for yeah. years. It's just like, um, like great punk and hardcore come out of there. Great mm-hmm. metal come out. It's yeah. just a real interesting spot. Yeah. 
And to me, like Richmond is almost reminds me of like where like where we're at in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Two hours away from the shore, an mm -hmm. hour and a half or hour, or whatever. You got the mountains, and then like you're close to DC. Yeah. Like you you're close to a big city. But yeah, I always found Richmond really um, interesting. I went to Richmond once and I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I think I have. I don't remember. Um, I went and I think I saw the um, Confederate White House. I think it was in Richmond. Uh, and then I went, we went to Apaca Ferry. Oh. And I think that's where I got my kind of like obsession with like old Apaca Ferry stuff. Mm -hmm. If I'm saying that correctly. It doesn't sound like it's Apaca Ferry. Apaca Ferry. It doesn't sound right. Apothecary is how it is. Apothecary, yeah. But anyway, they were, they, there was one, they were talking about the Civil War, and then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we'll talk about surgery if, like, you know, but it's not for the, the you know, it's, it's kind of, if you're squeamish, you might, might want to leave. Yeah. And I just stood there, and they were talking about, like, yeah. what they were doing in surgery and, like, the Civil War and stuff. It was pretty cool. I have this really good, I don't think I have it anymore. To, it was like a, it was like a trade mag. Mm -hmm. It was, the, the, the topic of the issue was, like, it was, like, 30 drugs that changed, like, the 30 most influential drugs ever. Mm -hmm. And they do go into morphine and morphine came up because of the civil war yeah but also like how more they basically invented organic chemistry specifically all that stuff is like fascinating yeah to be honest that's why we should do drugs <laughs> let's Nerds. do drugs doing drugs. i wonder what number one was was like penicillin maybe probably or insulin or oh, it could be insulin too uh poppers yeah it was Love it was them. gay scientist magazine <laughs> poppers poppers are actually important because like amyl nitrate counteracts I think it's used it like if you like for atrophine or or sarin nerve gas. It's a counter agent to oh, really? a nerve agent. Yeah. Nerve so a lot of times, like in like survival kids, you'll find like locker room or rush. So um, I was talking to someone at my work, and they were talking about lewds, and I was like, "Oh, gorilla biscuits." He's like, "Oh, you know your shit, girl." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, yeah, you're too young. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. The good old days. He's like, you know, the lewds. I'm like, I yeah. don't, but... Watch, yeah, they were gone for the most. I saw Oppenheimer, not gonna go... But it's basically the big, the movie where everyone is a recognizable star. Yeah. Uh, Killian Murphy definitely channeling Next Day era David Bowie, which I think is very kind. Breakfast like, Plum Pluto. Yes, yeah, as, as Kitty. <laughs> uh, I think that's a... I think that's his name. Oh, or the Scarecrow or whatever. Yeah. It's just weird because it's largely a trial movie or it's not not so much a trial that flashes back i'm sure the development of the bomb is in there but it's almost incidental to all the uh like the senate hearings and all that shit which i actually found much more interesting i like that i don't know much about that so he got fucked over while getting it like for security clearance mm -hmm. because he had sort of made an enemy of i think his name is lewis owens is lewis something who's robert Jr.'s character who was like a Princeton University is like in charge of the Atomic Energy Commission. He was going up for a Senate po or a cabinet post, actually Secretary of Commerce, and he basically threw uh, Oppenheimer the bus, and the scientists held him against it, and that's ultimately what probably fucked him over as hmm. well. But it's a pretty interesting movie. It's long, three hours. That's what I heard. I, Victor wanted to see it, and I was like, uh, maybe after. It's the a theater. little slow. Yeah, I think he might like it. I yeah. don't know. We might see turtles. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Tuesday. Yeah. And what else? What else? You can before brush you... my hair. Cat skulls everywhere. 
Um, I, you know what I did to my cats when I got home? I showed them the cat skull. Yeah. And I said, you better watch it back. Yeah, were they impressed? Um, after I beat them. <laughs> no, I didn't beat them. One of them would beat you back. I think Casper would beat the shit yeah. out of you. Or, or Mr. Nipples, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Casper is like my baby. I know. He's such a bully, though. Mm. He gets jealous now. If I play oh, yeah. with Nico, he gets jealous. Oh. He's like a bad ex-boyfriend yeah he's uh codependent he's yeah, gonna he's like uh he's gonna start burning down if like, i don't come out of the bedroom like like mark will go and feed him and then if i don't come out mm-hmm. they start scratching because they want me to come out and then yeah. like rup, 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 and then he'll like come and like start rolling around want me to yeah. rub his belly mm-hmm. and start drooling all over me he wants little bjs <laughs> this is like kitty tweeter <laughs> i've um, never seen his kitty tweeter mm-hmm. but anyway um one thing we didn't really talk about as we're wrapping up, and this is like old news at this point, mm-hmm. was Sinead O'Connor dying? Yeah. And Morrissey made his comment about a lot of people, like a lot of false tears. I actually agree with Morrissey in this case. I totally agree with so, Morrissey. I was never a big fan. I'd never... I liked the line in the Cobra. I, uh, I never disliked her. I never like really liked her. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have that much of opinion. You know, like we were alive obviously to see the whole Pope thing. I was I watched. I watched it, it live. Yeah. I said it might have been one of the first episodes of SNL I watched live. Where I was like, oh wow, and it was like such a big deal. Remember, it was like a big deal when like um, with Madonna's like a prayer and like Pepsi bander because they had like crosses or something. Yeah. So stupid. And. uh... But yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a shame. Like, she had a fucking... I like Really fucked up life. Yeah. I'm, like, isn't her mom locker? Like, very religious. Yeah, so... Was they say Ill. that the picture of the Pope she tore up was one her mother kept on her, like... Yeah. Door and shit. She was, like, and pretty... She was abused. It's... But. And it's really horrible to say, but, like... Because a lot of pictures of Sinead O'Connor coming out. Whenever you see one where she's smiling because of the legacy of Sinead O'Connor, I'm actually surprised. Yeah, you're like, why is she smiling? She did say, uh, every time I think about killing myself, I think of how Bono might give the eulogy at my funeral and that stops me. Did not like Bono. <laughs> did not like Prince. Well, she just lost her one of her kids. And yeah, like they that, say that was a big factor. Yeah, that she kind of spiraled. But. And uh, I don't want to end on such a sad note. Yeah. So we did get a glimmer of good news. What was that? A hint. A hint? A tease of things Sprinkle. to come. That... For their 50th anniversary, mm. the surviving members of the greatest rock band ever might go on tour. Oh, what? The Paul McCartney? No, fuck that. The greatest. Um, garbage isn't 50 years The old. greatest. Blondie? No. Why you... I don't know, Rush or something? Yes! Yes! <laughs> I was you were just teasing. I was yes. teasing you. So, so, yeah, Rush... Uh, they've hinted that Alex Lifersen and Geddy Lee might tour... Cool. Especially if they they bully Dave Grohl in the drumming. <laughs> That'd be cool. We've talked of many things today. Yep. Until then, I hope you had a great summer. Too much ado. And find us on the social meds. Yep. And, and bye. <laughs>